of course, the revelation that God gave in the New Testament uh, through the Paul and to the other apostles, and even the practice in the church life in the very beginning, uh, the, of course, the revelation was perfect. The scriptures are perfect, and they are complete. They're called the canon, which means the rule. We, we rule, we, we, we measure everything by scripture. That is the standard. You know, in Denver or someplace, uh, they have in, in America what they call the Bureau of Standards. And there they have a real 12-inch ruler, exactly how long it is, and a real pound, and a real uh, liter or whatever. And everything has to be measured against a standard. And it's very interesting, you, you've heard the word canon. In the first usage, the word canon was applied, of course, properly to Scripture. And canon means rule. It's the rule. It, everything is measured by Scripture. If it doesn't match up, then it's out. If it's too much, then it's out. This is the standard. It's like 12 inches. If it's too long, it's not a foot. If it's too short, it's not a foot. Everything is measured against Scripture. That's the canon. That's the rule. Of course, the, the Catholic Church, as Don mentioned last night, they corrupted this a bit with the papal canons, uh, which we don't accept. The canon of Scripture is, is all we take as the absolute rule. And as Don mentioned also, this was the cry of the Reformation. Right. Sola Scriptura. Only Scripture, because there was a battle over this, a battle over the authority of councils, the authority of creeds, the authority of the Pope, the authority. All this was just a big confusion. Anyway, the Scripture is the authority, and the standard is given there. But as we saw last night, not too long after the church uh, had its beginnings, the church went into a period of almost exactly a thousand years, although the decline was somewhat gradual by the time it was around 500, the beginning of the 6th century, uh, we entered into what historians, as well as Christian historians, refer to as the Dark Ages. It was dark. It was confused. There was not even much progress in any way. Uh, it was just a time of nothing except superstition. All kind of nonsensical superstitions were going around. Because the Bible, the Word of God is life. And the Bible was closed up. It was locked up. This is a master stroke of the devil. He locked it up in the Latin language. He had all kind of superstitions related to it. You couldn't read it unless you were a priest. You know, Martin Luther never saw a Bible until he was 20 years old. Uh, then, because he was a priest and because he had studied, uh, he, he knew the Latin language. He was able, although he was a German, he was able to read it. But this was a masterstroke of the devil. The Bible is locked up, and nobody knows what's in the Bible. Just nonsensical uh, uh, tales were being spread about by some of these groups. You know, there was all these uh, orders of uh, Carmelites and uh, different kind of sects of uh, uh, mon monastical groups. They would go about as beggars and tell tales about Jesus, turned a piece of mud into a bird, and all kind of stuff. People, you know, it was just crazy. And uh, like like Don was saying, they were selling relics and and uh, Martin Luther when he this guy was quite a character when he got raised up uh, he was he just blasted these relics you know he said uh, some guy is selling a flame from the burning bush he still got a flame from the burning bush <laughs> got the real flame and uh, it was just full of darkness full of superstition nobody knew the Bible. But anyway, it was there. The treasures were there. The truth was there. 
the Christ is in the believer, that we're justified by faith, the second coming, the, the real truth of the church, all of it is there, but now it's lost. It's lost, it's still in Scripture, but it's lost in the experience of the church. It's lost in the experience of the believers. And this is why you hear among us this term, we talk about the need of recovery. The need of recovery, not invention. We can't invent anything because the Bible is a canon. We can't add to it. We can't take away from it. But in the experience of the church, there was a desperate need for recovery. Recovery back to our experience of what? The wonderful truth of justification by faith. You know, this morning, we take for granted the lights. We take for granted the air conditioning. We take for granted the fact we all came here in, in cars, you know, that maybe were air conditioned and had radios and uh, or we flew here. But all of these things are the result. I mean, one day, who is it? Uh, uh, Edison, you know, the electricity. He was a brilliant man. And then he began to harness it in the way of uh, light. And uh, and Bell, you know, he harnessed uh, the the use of electricity in the way of conveying sounds and messages. These men were much more brilliant than we are, yet we enjoy much more than they did. They never enjoyed lights like this. They never enjoyed emails and and, uh, cell phones. They pioneered the way all of human history, and even in a technological sense, is a matter of progress. And we're standing on the shoulders. The, The simplest electrician today probably can do much more than than Edison could, and, and even knows more. He may not be nearly as smart, but he's standing on the shoulders. Well, the point that Don was making, and we'll underline this a bit more this morning as we go through and give some of the stories of these people, is that there is a progress, not in inventing new things to believe, we can't do that, but in grasping and applying and realizing and enjoying and appreciating and appropriating the things that are in the Bible into the experience of the church. And in this way, there is a need of a recovery. And there's been a recovery. Actually, the recovery began with Luther, but in the sense that there were even a few people before him that began to pick up a few things, to see some things in the Bible. And then other things, the Lord recovered. Of course, justification by faith and with Calvin, the matter of the Presbytery, how to govern the church, and with the brethren, the truths of the church not being a building, and with Whitfield and Wesley, the fact that we can preach the Word of God anywhere. We take it for granted. But in those days, my goodness, to preach the Bible outside of the holy sanctuary, that was considered vulgar. You're, de- you're defaming, you're depreciating the holiness of God's Word by just preaching it out on the street. We think that's ridiculous. We take all this for granted. But there were battles, there were, there were struggles, there was fighting. And if you lived in the day of John Wesley, let me tell you, or Whitfield, they lived at the same time, the Spirit was moving these brothers. And if you wanted to be moving with the Lord, you had to be with them. Really. And if you, had, if you lived in Luther's day, which was before them, you wanted to be right with God was doing. You had to jump in with Martin Luther and stand with him because that was what the Spirit was doing, recovering justification by faith. And throughout the centuries, different things have happened. You know, the church became very full of rituals and formal and all kind of outward things, and then God would raise up somebody. There's a man named George Fox. Uh, He was actually a Quaker, leader of the Quakers, began the Quakers, and God raised him up. 
She just stand against every kind of ritual. He didn't, they didn't believe in anything. They would just sit in their chairs. That's why they call them quakers. They would kind of quake, waiting for the spirit to come. They didn't believe in anything outward. No pictures, no crosses, no signs, no anything. And you say, well, maybe they went too far. Uh, or maybe they did, but God was using them to bring the church back and to bring the church into spiritual reality because it had become full of dead forms. So anyway, uh, God uses young people. And we want to talk about the story of some of them and how these young people in church history coordinated with the Lord. And they, they gave themselves to, to coordinate with the Lord in their day. 